p.m. actually so uh right off the bat we lied to you at the beginning of this great show it's called music biz 101 and more uh-huh. in the background is wonderful by rob fusari and it's the first time we have heard uh wonderful by rob fusari i, I hear him but not wonderful oh. we don't we don't hear wonderful right there we go that's pretty good <laughs> he was uh, yes it's we're always trying to get the levels correct no here. From yes right the song is called uh wonderful but marconi likes to call it wunderbar it's, it's, it's way down there. It's, oh, I hear it. Now. There it is. That's our buddy Rob Fusari, Grammy winner Rob Fusari. Yes. King Rob Fusari, who actually helped us get to Nashville this year. We're going to get mm-hmm. to that in a moment. I am your professor, David Kirk Philp, on Music Biz 101 and more. Music Biz 101 and more. Yes. Best show this side of the other side. And uh-huh. we have, uh, there we go. That's right. We have, uh, we have Dr. Esteban. Marconi, Dr. Stavon Marconi. Back from assignment again, yes. That's right. He's back here. and He's never going to leave again, actually. He yeah. has bought a home. Uh, Winnebago is in the studio with us tonight. Right in. And uh, if, right if he here. gets bored during the show, he will shower in the Winnebago, though. So yes. It's, it's, it's really hot. We also want to thank, uh, right off the bat, Ashley Weltner, who is our producer slash engineer. Yeah. Producer slash engineer. And that's not a backslash. That's a real, that, and that's not a Guns N' Roses slash. That's, that's a... Get out there and make it happen, Slash. So thank you, Ashua. Excuse me. <laughs> and then we also do have a student co-host. His name is Jeffrey Sourman. His name is Jeffrey Sourman. He's a yes. student co-host. Hello. Jeffrey. Hi, I'm Jeff Sourman. <laughs> How you doing, Jeff? I'm good. I'm new at this. Why are you here, Jeff? Because um, it seemed like fun and a great experience. Great. And, why why uh, are you at William Patterson University, uh, Jeff? Because uh, I love music and I want to know as much as I can about it. And I want to do as much as I can in the industry. If you look at Jeff's Instagram, yes. today he posted a, a video of himself I about did. 37 seconds long playing the guitar. That's very accurate. You, you blues, right? Blues guitar yeah. is your thing? Yeah, it is my thing. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, Eric Clapton and Steve Ray Vaughan, they're like... Okay. Understand the gods. <laughs> okay. And he's a pop major. Yes. Last semester, we actually jammed a couple times. Yeah, that a, was a lot of fun. What was that class? That was a recording ensemble, it was called. Um, it was, uh, we, I, can't, I came in with a song I wrote, and we got together with a studio band, which was other students, um, and you filled in drums for a little bit, which was awesome, because... I felt like good connection with uh, I, good connection with the drummer is important to me. I felt like we had right. that. I didn't at first. And as a drummer, I feel it's important to have a good connection with the drummer. Yeah, who is I? So we uh, so Jeff, Jeff so Jeff's still here. Good to have you, Jeff. Yeah, Jeff's going to be reading some tweets, and Jeff 
uh, was a big hit last week. We had a networking event mm-hmm. with that was uh, co-hosted with the Music Business Association. We're going to have Jim Donio, President of the Music Business Association, on Great the board. Segue. Yes. But before we get to that, we have to give two quick thanks. Yes. First, we're thanking Rob Fusari in the background for his song, Wonderful, mm-hmm. and supporting us on our trip to Nashville coming up in May. We also want to thank the folks at Van Dyne Bruno, Inc. and White Hat Management because, Jeff, with artists like Charlie the Pooth, Dave the Matthews, and Kiss, there's only one place for someone like you to go for your band's business management, Jeff. And that would be for you to go to vb-cpa.com when you are ready. Not when they want you, when you are ready. Because it's not about them, Jeff. Who's it about? It's about me. It's about you, Jeff. So we want to thank you. We want to give congratulations again to Brave New Radio for being named the number one college radio station in America by the Intercollegiate Broadcasting System. We want to remind all of our favorite listeners, Managing Your Band, the sixth edition, comes out May 23rd. You may order it right now at Amazon. Mm-hmm. And we want to give thanks, and this was our segue in, we want to give thanks right off the bat to the Music Business Association. All of you should save the date, May 15th through the 18th year of our Lord 2017, when Music Biz goes to Music Biz in the Music City, because right. we are going to be there. With a group of students, we're up to about 25, 26 students right now, interviewing industry pros, making connections, recording mm-hmm. radio shows that will mm-hmm. air all summer long. And we want to thank you, Steve Marconi, for being part of this. Well, thank you very much. And we want to thank Mr. President. Uh, Le Presidente James now, Donio is only dying. What is happening this Saturday? I'm here. I'm here. Hi, Jim. Here. I have no idea. You have no idea that's what's happening this Saturday. Should we Can wait you for hear a me? caller? Yeah, yeah, we hear you, Jim. Okay. <laughs> Should I have a caller call in and we can give one of your uh, lame T-shirts? Yeah. That you got in your room? Yeah. Okay, if anybody knows what industry occurrence is happening this Saturday, call in and our producer will take the right. call. Nice. Do I get to enter? Do I get to enter? No, I think you know. That's why. <laughs> you and I know, Jim. Okay, go okay. carry on, Dave. I, well, I, I, I had a great segue into the Jim Donio. I was speaking in Spanish and everything, and then you just tore into it with your silly trivia question about some music industry. Well, what's going on this Saturday? What yes. is the date? 22. April 22. Yes. I'm uh, playing a gig in Glen Rock, It's not all about you. Okay. I don't okay. know what else is interesting then. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll see. 973-720-2738. Give a call if you're listening and care about Dr. Esteban Marconi. And want one of those lame T-shirts. Want a lame T-shirt that we were selling for $19.99. We have plenty of sizes it. available. Right. Stephen Marconi, I would like you to take over at this point in we're speaking. We're not going to even introduce... Jim? I was starting to introduce him, Continue, and then you please. interrupted with all everything about Saturday the 22nd in my gig in Glen Continue, Rock playing drums. Uh, I, ref- I, I, I'm, I would like you to introduce our friends. Ah, yes. What I was saying is, in my head, I was saying about what a great relationship we have made with Jim Donahue and the Music Business Association. Yes. And, and you can I take it from there. give uh, Jim so much credit for creating a an association out of an, an association uh, and it's prospering, and that's just wonderful. I mean, just uh, any place I go where people mention his name, I always bring that up. But, Jim, I want to ask, maybe start off the question was, and I think it would be helpful, why do corporations want to join Music Business Association now? Well, I mean, there are obviously many, many types of trade groups and professional groups 
in, in just about every possible discipline you could imagine, uh, from law to insurance uh, to funeral directors to, you know, any kind of group where people want to uh, come together where they are of the same mind or have the same interests or have the same problems. So anybody that joins from, you know, a large corporation, you know, like Facebook or Apple or Amazon to a student or a, you know, a musician uh, and, and every sort of everything in between is because people join associations to associate. I mean, mm -hmm. it seems like a really simple, obvious answer, uh, but that's really the truth. That's how organizations like ours and, you know, the Booksellers Association or, uh, you know, the, the um, AMA, the Medical Association, or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, just kind of up and down, you know, the, the spectrum of, of all kinds of businesses. Uh, you know, people that are in certain businesses want to come together to, um, you know, address challenges that industries have. So I would say that's probably a, you know, a top reason why um, companies and individuals come to our organization. Mm -hmm. um, they also want to come together to learn because our industry changes on a dime. I mean, literally, uh, I, I would say it's not even an exaggeration to say almost every day there's some new twist or quirk or, you know, announcement or uh, collaboration or acquisition that, that happens where, you know, an organization like ours is a clearinghouse for coming together to, you know, understand what the implications are of how the business is changing and evolving. Uh, and then people join also to find new business to improve a bottom line. So customers and suppliers come together. So the commercial entities and the labels, distributors, et cetera, they come together because in the end, for our business, which is, you know, not like plumbing or funeral directing, it's about mm -hmm. something that gives life to people and lifts people up or helps to bring people down when they need to be brought down and, and, and relax music. So music is this common thread. And in the end, it's about the music. So our organization and the events that we do uh, focus on business practice. But it's also a place for new artists to be heard, uh, for new music to be played, so that people can begin to get excited about that next, you know, what that next big thing is. And every year we recognize, um, as one of our awards, we recognize breakthrough artists uh, for the past year, uh, artists that have really totally, you know, perhaps had buzz at Music Biz last year. And people were talking about them, and now here this year, they've broken through. So I say those are all those are all the reasons to associate, mm -hmm. to uh, discover, to learn, to find new business. Um, you know, those are really the key reasons. You know, anyone joins. Great. And now some of just randomly, but some of the household names that are going to be present this year. Uh, yeah, for certainly for um, for us, it's a particularly great year it's an exciting year and, and nashville certainly has a lot to do with that we've you know made the move to nashville in 2015 and it has i think really reinvigorated 
the organization and the event. So this year we have on the program uh, Kelly Clarkson, superstar, first winner of American Idol, um, can you believe it, 15 years ago. <laughs> she won in, in the summer of 2002. Mm. So that's going to be 15 years. That, that just seems crazy. Uh, but she's going to be there. Um, she has moved over to um, the Warner Music Group for her uh, for her next album uh, on Atlantic, and mm-hmm. uh, the the um, top person uh, from, from Atlantic, uh, Julie Greenwald, uh, one of the the senior most executives uh, with Craig Coleman, of course, Atlantic. She's going to be our keynote speaker for our session called um, Music's Leading Ladies Speak Out. And we're going to hear about you know, her life and how she has balanced work and home and um, mm-hmm. you know, the advice that she has for young professionals just starting out in the business. And then for the concluding segment of, uh, of her keynote presentation, uh, she's going to be joined by Kelly Clarkson. Uh, and talk about um, you know, how they struck their creative partnership. Mm. So that's going to be really exciting. Yeah. And then we're also um, giving awards, as I said, we do every year. And uh, so you're referring to the two two of the household names who will be there. Um, so I guess uh, this must be the year for American Idol. So uh, one of the uh, honorees is Paula Abdul. Mm. She was one of the first um, uh, first of the the trio of judges with Randy Jackson and Simon Cowell for American Idol uh, for, I guess, seven or eight, maybe nine years. And she's receiving our Humanitarian Award. And, and we really we love giving this award out because um, there's so many in our industry who do so much and give back so much. And often, you know, that light, as they say, is under a bushel. Some of them are very... <laughs> you know, very public about uh, how they give back and, and their philanthropy and their charitable efforts. Um, so we really like to shine a light on that every year. And this award is named for Harry Chapin, who died um, very young mm. uh, in the, the late 1970s, 79, and into 1980. Um, in that time frame, he, he passed away suddenly in a tragic uh, accident. So um, we've named, we named the award for him and we give you know, give the award out uh, in his memory. And his widow, Sandy, um, comes and visits us once a year to present this award. So as I said, uh, Mm. that's going to Paula Abdul. And our Chairman's Award, which is our version of, I'd say, a Lifetime Achievement Award, although we give it out and, you know, some of the artists joke, does this mean that it's the end for them? (laughs) No, uh, we actually call it the Chairman's Award for Sustained Creative Achievement. So, you know, we really like to, to recognize artists that have continued to evolve, continued to um, change things up, to do different things um, with, a, you know, obviously the music being the, the common thread. Uh, and this year it's going to Reba McIntyre, and mm. she is the first uh, female country artist uh, to ever receive this award from us. We've been giving this award out since the early 1960s, and she's the first female country artist to win. So that's a, that's a pretty auspicious, mm. um, you know, presentation. So, you know, those two were, yeah. were really, really excited about. Yeah. 
Great. Now, you, um, I think specifically, I don't know of another trade group that has done what you've done, and that is you've specifically gone to the universities and the colleges, especially the ones with music business programs, and have really uh, sort of went out for the students to get the students to join and to be a part of this and to obviously to see the vitality of a next generation and so on. But uh, you maybe want to talk a little bit about that because you really have taken that initiative. Yeah, that's, you know, that's something that uh, is, is really critically important uh, to our organization, as, as you said. Um, you know, when we were, um, you know, looking ahead a couple of years ago um, at, our, um, at our strategic plan, we began having a conversation about the next generation of leadership and vision, creativity, um, you know, business development, you know, none of us are going to be, you know, doing this forever. And because the business is such a, um, a, a business that evolves so quickly and requires, um, you know, great leadership and vision and preparation, you know, what role could we play in mm -hmm. helping to identify and define um, to encourage, to nurture that next generation. The most obvious path forward to that uh, was for us to align ourselves in a more formal way. We've always had, uh, you know, informal relationships, um, you know, with your, with you, with yourself, on yeah. your, uh, your university and, uh, you know, MTSU and, and, mm -hmm. and many others. Uh, because you all reached out and, and felt and understood that it was valuable for you to see what's going on in the business so that you can, you know, convey that and, and utilize that information to, um, you know, to teach your classes. So we basically put that on steroids and said, well, we should have a formal program that embraces, um, you know, uh, educational academic institutions around the country that are helping to prepare the next generation of music business creators and professionals. So about, I guess, two years ago, we formalized that and created our academic partnership program. Mm -hmm. And in the past two years, it has grown. We now have uh, more than 20 colleges and universities around the United States, one in Australia. And uh, obviously the number fluctuates as students you know, opt in and opt out, and some graduate, and then they're replaced by um, by newcomers, freshmen. Uh, any student who is participating in a music business or related program or taking courses at any of the academic partnership schools can opt in as a member of Music Biz. So right now we probably have, let's say, 1,500 students mm -hmm. um, that are represented by um, those 20-plus colleges and universities. And then building upon that, um, we have a scholarship foundation, a scholarship program. So one of the benefits for the colleges and universities and the students who opt in is that they can apply for our annual um, scholarship funds that um, are provided by um, a group of, you know, very generous donors 
from across the industry. So every year, the association uh, gives out tens of thousands of dollars in, um, you know, awards and scholarship awards. And, and we will be doing that again, um, you know, this year. Last year, the Scholarship Foundation celebrated its 50th anniversary. Um, we've given over $6 million out in, um, in awards over that period of time. And we will be doing that again. So that's another benefit of these, you know, schools and students getting involved. And then, of course, the flagship event, which I know we'll talk about, is the, um, the conference in, in Nashville in May, uh, the four-day event, which has now grown and developed over these you know, past two or three years <clears throat> that we have the academic program to ensure that um, we're providing programming <clears throat> that is valuable for the students and the educators as well. And then last year we added a career day where we bring, um, you know, 10, 15 or so companies from within our, our membership to interview students for internships and jobs. At last year's <clears throat> convention, um, you know, two young women got um, internships that turned into jobs at um, CAA, which is, you know, one of the foremost management companies, one of the largest management companies. Uh, we had a student that was um, hired by um, uh, CSAC and one uh, went to Red Eye. So, mm -hmm. you know, so we've already in the first year established a track record where, you know, this is really <clears throat> a success formula. Yeah. And I, <clears throat> I must say also that... Uh, get that access. Yes, and I must say also that they've been very generous with this radio show that we now for the second year we will be in a separate room and our students will be uh getting personnel from the industry to come down and be on our show which we then convert to podcasts and will be then first run shows over the summer instead of reruns that you usually find in uh you know in various shows that are on during academic years and then off during the, the summer. That's right, isn't it, Dave? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, uh, I, I, I'm laughing because <laughs> Steve Marconi's headphones were just like falling off of his head. Went right in front of my eyes. Yeah, and he, okay. he looked like the Terminator, Terminator for a minute. But, um, but uh, Music Biz 101 and more with Jim Donio continues. Yes. Okay, Jim, can we uh, have, uh, uh, by the way, Jim, Jeff Sourman is here. You met Jeff last week at the networking event we had here. Remember, Jeff? Hi. Yes, I do. Hi, nice to talk to you again. Yes, great to talk with you, too. Um, Jeff would like to read a question for you via tweet. Um, hi, we, okay. have, we have a question from the Twitter handle, Jaray Bryan, who wanted to know, what are some networking strategies a person should have prior to attending the Nashville Convention? Mm. Um, you should definitely look through the list of who's showing. We have a thing on our uh, um, pages on our site, the website, which is musicbiz.org. And we have a, a, a list there that says who's showing up. So it's a list of now, I mean, it's growing every day. It's probably, you know, 400, maybe close to 500 at this point, entities, companies and organizations that will be there. So one of the first things you want to do as you 
peer to network is identify your hit list, your target list. Uh, you know, companies and organizations that you want to make a point of seeking out uh, people who are there from uh, from that company and organization. And if you're registered for the event, you'll be able to go on to the, the website when you're there or prior to when you're there. You can request the attendee list, and you'll actually see the people who are attending from those companies. You're going to want to have a game plan. You know, who are, what are the companies or the people that I really want to try to, to meet? And, you know, utilize the contacts that you have, like me, like Steve, like David, um, to potentially, you know, get an introduction. Um, there's many opportunities to do that uh, in programming, in uh, social events, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So you want to have uh, a game plan in mind. You want to identify um, organizations and people that you want to try to make a point um, to meet. And once you've identified that list, you want to learn something about those companies. Uh, if these are companies that either um, inspire you, that you want to learn more about, or if they're companies that you actually would potentially want to intern at or work for, ultimately, you want to do your homework. So if you, you know, find yourself in the situation where you're meeting that person from that company, you want to have some questions prepared uh, that you can ask. Things that you, know, you learn from, you know, going on their website, you know, going on Wikipedia, looking, you know, trying to learn about the person or the company. Always in networking, networking situations, um, you want to obviously have information uh, top of mind about yourself uh, because you'll get asked. And you also want to be able to engage by um, asking a question or two about that company or organization. Those are the sort of key things for being prepared. Now, um, since we're talking about networking, Jeff has another question that I think is really pretty interesting still on the, that topic. Uh, jo the Twitter handle Josh Dunn asks, uh, Jim, how important is it to network outside of the music industry? Should we be trying to make other business connections? Um, I mean, our... As, as it pertains to our event in particular, um, you know, there will be entities there that are um, that do business with the music industry, but are not necessarily thought of as music companies like, um, you know, Chevrolet, for example, that, that will be part of the brand summit, um, you know, or Pepsi, uh, et cetera, et cetera. There are, you know, brands that clearly are affiliated uh, and do projects with artists and, and you know, with music companies. Um, you know, the preparation that, that you all get, that students get, as it relates to the music business, certainly, you know, could cross over and apply to other um, entertainment businesses or intellectual property businesses because, the, you know, what's happening in terms of the transition from, um, um, you know, a sales model to an access model is certainly affecting, uh, you know, the magazine business, the uh, movie business, the TV business, the book business. So, yeah, I mean, you may have these studies in music, but it certainly wouldn't hurt to, if you have the opportunity, to avail yourself of opportunities to network and meet people uh, in other, you know, in related businesses, in entertainment businesses. 
um, and that could potentially spark an opportunity for you as well. Yeah, we uh, we must add, because I was going to say something about that right when Joss's tweet came in, that these companies now don't think that it's just record companies or agencies. It's uh, the companies that will be at this event are just about any company that uses music in in their mission statement or whatever. So if it is Chevy and Pepsi that are getting into the entertainment industry, obviously, but also we're talking about Apple, we're talking about um, what I, you know you can name Amazon, Amazon, and so on and so forth that are all present. So it's not just Warner, Atlantic, Sony. And so on, uh, and of course, the uh, number of internet companies have certainly exploded, and uh, most of them are represented that certainly have something to do uh, on a daily basis with uh, music. Yeah, and and I would agree, and and speak about what Jim was just kind of uh, touch upon what Jim was just saying because for benefits of students who are going to music biz in Nashville is. They get to see more than just the big three labels. Yeah. They get to be exposed. In fact, um, one of our grads from last semester, Ashley Overa, worked for close to a year with part-time with a company that she met at Music Biz last year mm-hmm. in Nashville. Um, uh, it, uh, it was a, an app company, yes, a video app too, company. Suddenly, I, I yeah. remember the guy's first name, uh, Bjorn. But, um, you know, you're, you're meeting so many different people. There's so many different companies that are going to this event. It's a, it's a great yeah. opportunity to just expand your brain. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, I mean, it's not an exaggeration to say it's literal. It is literally hundreds. Mm-hmm. There are hundreds, hundreds of companies and organizations there. I mean, we have um, more than 200 speakers representing you know, such a wide berth of, you know, types of companies. You mentioned, you know, apps. So, you know, we have a session um, that's focused on virtual reality, which uh, is very much in the news today, um, you know, with the discussion at Facebook about, um, you know, sort of what, what's the next generation of, um, you know, of social interaction and engagement. And so, you know, we're talking about that. You know, at the convention, we're talking about artificial intelligence and virtual reality. So that's a whole new strata, you know, of companies. Um, you know, you look at, um, you know, YouTube and Vivo, and you look at the, um, you know, how critically important uh, the visual component of music, you know, is and has been for decades, but um, has even become know more integral now because you you know you look at you know Facebook live and you look at um, you know ways in which artists can communicate with their fans um, and and be live and be engaged you know in in literally in seconds um, you can you can do something like that so there are companies that are underscoring you know new ways to engage um, and then I, I think another whole track of, um, you know, of interest is, you know, the information side of things, data. So metadata and consumer intelligence. You know, this is so critical because the, the, the shift 
to the industry being dominated by the access model now as of, you know, the end of 2016, uh, you know, streaming and access to music is now the dominant form of, um, of revenue for the, for the music business. So, you know, that, what comes with that is now an enormous and almost mind-boggling amount of, uh, of information. You know, every stream, uh, you know, that, that happens, you know, where it happens and, uh, you know, who's doing the stream and how many times do they stream. You know, you multiply that by, you know, how many, you know, pieces of music exist in the world. And it's a global business. So this is happening, you know, everywhere at every minute of the day. Try to think for a minute how many pieces of information now are attached to all of that uh, music being discovered and listened to and accessed. And so that's another uh, area that we really need to, to pay attention to. And that's another path for students who may be interested in the music business, but maybe they're not singers or songwriters, but they want to be involved in the music business because they love music. Here's an opportunity for someone who's got a great mind for data or analytics or strategy to, you know, those kinds of skills are in great demand from music labels to the big uh, commerce companies like Spotify and Amazon and Google and YouTube and Pandora. So who would have ever, you know, thought that could be uh, a very in-demand career path for the music business, but it certainly is today. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, Jeff has another good tweet for you. Um, the Twitter handle KelsJB wanted to know, what's the most important thing you can tell students who want to work in the music industry? Um, can you repeat that? Uh, what's the most important thing uh, you can tell students who want to work in the industry? Advice for students that want to get out there. Okay. So if you're a, a music business student already, uh, you've, you've taken the first step, which would be part of my advice, is to, you know, learn about today's music business. Uh, that's so critical. I mean, I, um, you know, I myself am an adjunct professor at Monmouth University, where I teach Introduction to the Music Business Ecosystem. And, you know, a big piece of what I um, talk about in my classes uh, is that, you know, it, it's great if you're a have a creative um, approach, and you really want to be a songwriter, singer, musician, etc. But you need to understand the business, so that's really critically important. Once you're at that stage, and you know, you're you're either you know you've got your degree now, or you're in the process of getting the degree. What's so important about the the, the business of music, or really almost any area where you want to succeed, is you've got to be willing to kind of have no fear, put your, be willing to put yourself out there, be willing to step out, be willing to, um, you know, introduce yourself and seek opportunities. Uh, the music business and most of the entertainment businesses are so competitive. Uh, you know, one of my, you know, stock phrases, key phrases is it's not for the faint of heart. This is something that if you want to do this, and you feel passionate about it, you've got to really give it everything, 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 everything you've got. 
because it is very competitive. So, you know, if you don't succeed or make it, you know, on the creative side, uh, what I really emphasize in, in my classes is, you know, there are a dozen other ways that you can be involved in the music business. So my next piece of advice would be keep your mind open. Don't have your entire worldview of being in the music business that you're either going to be a songwriter, an artist, a musician, or work for a label. If that's your entire worldview, uh, then you're going to have an even tougher time. But to work in the music business, be open to, you could work in PR, you could work for a brand, you could work for a charity, you can work for an event, a festival, an awards show. Um, you know, there's there's other many, many, many other ways that you can, you know, be part of the music business or touch the music business. So um, keep your mind open is another important piece of advice. By the way, we have a winner for our the question that was um, so January. April, April, uh, we got a tweet, and uh, the winner is uh, Christina, and she said that uh, it's Record Store Day on Saturday. Yes, it is. There we go. Yes, it so, is. So Christina so I hope, I hope gets she a shirt. Can get into a double extra small T-shirt. <laughs> good, for, right. good, good for Christina, and uh, uh, I'll 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 chime in and talk about that for a minute. So this is the tenth anniversary. Yeah. Uh, of, of Record Store Day, and that's a, a really uh, amazing milestone in 2017. Um, uh, Record Store Day is a global event. It's a global phenomenon. It's a, a celebration. It's a holiday. Uh, it's a way for us to um, embrace and celebrate um, the music stores. Uh, the entertainment stores of the world. Um, you know, they, I say, you know, those places were the original social networking. They still are. Um, mm -hmm. Most of these businesses um, have people who work there. Many are family businesses, people who've worked there, um, you know, all their lives, who are so passionate. Music is at the heart of everything they do. And people who work in these stores are the, the, the kinds of people who can turn you on to new music, uh, can have great conversations with you, and artists in particular who have the, 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 the fondest memories of how they got their start locally from wherever they're coming from around the world and what music stores and record stores meant to them. Really enjoy giving back and creating unique, limited editions of music that are available at all of these stores, um, you know, on Saturday. So, um, you know, I know there's a, you know, we've talked a lot about streaming and access and uh, you know, the, the, the new paradigm that is dominating the, the business, and that's all true, but we, you know, we cannot lose sight of the fact that there are amazing, uh, vibrant music stores all over the world, and they are contributing both commercially and culturally to their um, communities where they um, where their businesses um, reside and exist. There's such important parts of those communities. Um, they really give to their communities. They are truly destinations, and 
um, you know, these stores are still a place where new bands, local bands, um, get their start, you know, doing in-store performances, performing in, uh, you know, adjacent parking lots or uh, in the stores, stores themselves. And, you know, even with every advance that we've had in, in you know, in digital, um, you know, technology and information technology, there's still something uniquely um, special about meeting artists, listening to a band, and then, you know, waiting in line to meet them, to, you know, take a selfie with them, to have them sign, uh, you know, sign an album or a CD and have that experience. And it's something that, you know, for many people, myself included, it's something you don't forget. So, you know, we need to remember that. And I, you know, I was touched on vinyl. You know, vinyl continues to defy the odds uh, in what has become uh, very much a an access-dominated marketplace. You know, vinyl continues to uh, buck that trend because there are still, um, you know, people who embrace that raw, real sound of music the way it was recorded. And they still like to hold something in their hand and, you know, look at it and read the liner notes and, you know, sit down and listen and then have to get up and turn it over to the other side. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and um, you know, who would have ever imagined in 2017 that, you know, there would be an aisle in Target that would be selling turntables. But, you know, that's happened. That, that's where we are. So it's very interesting um, dichotomy, uh, you know, in the music business today. You know, on the one hand, you have you know this access model of streaming and subscriptions, um, you know, growing by you know incredible numbers. But at the same time, you know, you've got this you know 10th anniversary of Record Store Day, um, hundreds and hundreds of music stores around the world um, celebrating that, and you know, vinyl continuing to uh, be um, something that is of strong interest, not just uh, for any one demographic. It's, it, you know, it's something that appeals to, you know, a wide range of folks. So you know, that, that's the music business, you know, in 2017 where, you know, we've got those two kind of ends of the spectrum, which is pretty interesting. Well, speaking of vinyl, Ashley is our producer engineer, and she wanted to bring up something going on here at the station totally tied to Record Store Day and vinyl. Yeah, we're actually doing a 24-hour all-vinyl broadcast this Saturday for uh, Record Store Day. It's called Vinylthon. I know a bunch of other colleges as well are um, involved because it was started by the College Radio Day Foundation, which the founder is our general manager here. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Basically, it. It, was, it was an excellent job. <laughs> Ashley Weltner, everybody. Very good. Thank you, Ashley. Did you hear that, Jim? Yes, I did. Good. Okay. Want to make sure. Jeff Sourman would like to ask another question of you via the tweet. Hello. Uh, David Para, uh, Twitter handle underscore invincibility underscore says, hi, Jim. As president of the Music Biz Association, what are some things you deal with that people may not realize? Um, yeah, that, that's a good one. Um, I was going to say, I will say not surprisingly, uh, you know, we deal with a lot of drama, 
uh, the you know the the music business uh, has gone through uh, you know lots of challenges uh, as it has changed and evolved. So you know it can get can get pretty dramatic at times. Uh, people feel you know very strongly uh, about the business and the changes that have uh, have been brought about by the shift in technology, and you know that creates. Um, you know, that creates some, some pressure, some stress, so you're going to have drama come, come as a result of that. And um, we really, you know, we talk about, you know, these large corporations, these large corporate entities that are members of ours, but, um, you know, what I'm going to say, one thing that a lot of people would not know unless I would say it, which I'm saying it now, um, you know, we're, we're very much of, of just a very small business. Music is the Music Business Association. Um, we are a nonprofit organization. Um, we have <clears throat> a full-time staff of just six people, and uh, you know, several part-time folks um, for us. So, you know, we're really a, a you know we're a microcosm of a lot of these small businesses, um, you know, in the music area that, uh, you know, have had their challenges. So, you know, I've been doing this, um, you know, May, this May, I will begin my 30th year mm. at Kisos. And so I've really seen it all. I've seen the seen the association and the industry from the halcyon days of the 1980s when I started, uh, when, you know, people were uh, replacing their music collections with CDs and, uh, you know, the big boxes got into the business, you know, Walmart and, and Kmart and Target and then um, Best Buy and then the book chains, Barnes & Noble and Borders. And, you know, we were talking, it was huge. The business was huge. And, you know, so I've seen that. And then I saw the switch flipped in 1999 with the advent of Napster and then, you know, how things evolved after that. Uh, in 2003, the introduction of iTunes and um, iPods and how that changed things. And then, you know, we get to today with, you know, the last handful of years with, um, you know, with Spotify and, and, and Pandora and, you know, the other entities. So I think people probably don't realize how um, how much we are a microcosm, how much we are a reflection of what's happening in the business. And we've got to be nimble and flexible, and we've had to change. And we've done all of that with, over time, just, you know, so almost on one hand, a uh, number of staff. So, you know, we've, we've had to do a lot, and then we've had to do more with less, and even more with even less. Uh, but, you know, the, the group of people that have been dedicated, my staff, you know, in particular, is comprised of, of of mostly folks who've been there for a very, very, very long time. And you know, we believe in the organization, and we believe in, in the music. Mm -hmm. That's great. Um, I'm just uh, as, as you're talking, I'm looking over the schedule of the stuff going on during the event, and there's some interesting things. In, and maybe we could touch real quick because uh, two things in, in particular on I think it's Monday 
One is the changing face of China's music market. And right after that, there's streaming in the Scandinavian charts. So it looks like, and then after that, the untapped market, the Hispanic music consumer. So it looks like you've really embraced international and, and looked yeah. beyond our borders here. Yeah, yeah. Um, part of our strategic plan, uh, our three-year strategic plan that we adopted last year, um, really is based on several pillars. Uh, obviously, events and education. I think we've we've already touched on those uh, with our academic partnership program and, of course, the uh, the convention and the webinars that we do. And but one of the other pillars is international. And you know, it's important because music is a global business that um, you know our events be um, seen as an opportunity for folks from um, you know other countries. Um, and uh, you know, engage, interact, network you know, with uh, um, their counterparts in the United States. And I think we have something like, uh, you know, it's more than 30 delegates from, I'm going to say probably 12 to 14 uh, different countries around the world uh, are, are registered so far, and we've still got, you know, four weeks to go. So those numbers may increase, <clears throat> but that certainly that is the most that we've. Um, I, don't, I don't know if I can say that we've ever had, but it's certainly the most that we've had uh, in a while, and and that's you know a, a big part of the reason uh, that we did include um, that uh, programming on the schedule. Uh, you know, certainly as it relates to uh, the students who may be listening in to the program tonight those who are registered to come or who may be on the fence, you know, we have a full day of career development uh, that uh, you and Dave, you and Steve are participating in and, and have done so last year as well. Um, you know, we have a networking event for students that we're doing. So it's, it's very important that I think we provide a balance for the students who are attending. We want them to interact with the industry but we also want to provide uh, a couple of days of really intense focus on programming that really is designed and created, you know, explicitly for students to help you, you know, prepare a resume, to talk about how do you network, to talk about awkward situations and how you, you know, surmount those. Um, you know, look at you know, how the business changing and where do you fit? You know, all those kinds of, of things are all being, I think there are nine segments to this career development day, which uh, is taking place on Tuesday the 15th. So anyone who's coming, um, you know, go on the site, sign up for your sketch, which is our app uh, for creating your own schedule, and, and make sure you, you know, check off all of those programs on that Tuesday career development day, because I think they're really, really valuable. Right. And uh, we need to wrap up our segment with you, but we should remind people because you brought up the website. People should go to musicbiz2017.schedge.com or they can just go to musicbiz.org. Uh, that's probably the easiest way, and that's where they can find everything about this. And, and people are going to be listening to this podcast if you're listening in 2018 or 2019 and considering going, make sure, again, just go to musicbiz.org. You're going to see everything there. And one quick thing, uh, a compliment to you, to you, Jim, by the way. 
that I really noticed last year versus seeing top dogs and other organizations, like if you go to NAM or something like that, is you're actually out there. You're with the students. You're at these events. You're yeah. talking to people. You are not a guy in a suit who is just hanging out with Kelly Clarkson and Julie Greenwald and never talking to the little people like us. You're actually out there. Huh. And, and, and it, that is real. I will tell you that the students last year were so impressed mm -hmm. that there was one event uh, it, it was an outdoor, uh, like a, yeah, an event outside, right. a band was painted, but these kids saw you just upstairs. walking around. Yeah, upstairs. Somewhere, right. Yeah, had a great view of the stadium. Um, but people were, they were saying to me, that is so cool that this guy is actually walking around and talking to us. So I think um, if you're doing that on purpose or you're not, either way, you're doing something right because that that's a great thank way you. to do that. Yeah, thank you. That's, you know, that's just me. Uh, you know, I... I kind of feel like the event every year is, you know, like my bar mitzvah or my wedding or whatever. <laughs> and everybody's there, and I feel like they're, you know, they're my guests. And, you know, they've paid to be there um, to have an experience. And obviously it's impossible for me to spend time with all 1,500 people. But um, as I said earlier, you know, being a professor now myself, I, I definitely have uh, an affinity and, uh, you know, a desire to meet as many of the students as I possibly can. And the newer, you know, younger companies that are there that are looking for that uh, introduction from me or looking for that piece of advice from me. Uh, and, I, and I make that a priority. Uh, you know, it, it is a priority for me. You know, every, every year I do not sit in, as you said, uh, sit in a green room uh, you know, or in, you know, an office at the hotel and, you know, watch everything going on from, you know, a remote camera. You know, that to me, that would be completely, you know, pointless. Uh, you know, I want to be, you know, I'm part of the event. I want to be part of the event and, and meet as many people as I can. All right. Well, we're very happy that we met you and we're going to see you again in a month. Today is April. What is today? Today is the 19th. 19th. Today is the so, 19th. It'll be over. Yeah, a month yeah. from now it's over. But uh, yeah, a month, yeah, a month from today we'll be we'll be uh, debriefing. But uh, uh, yes, in in a little less than a little less than a month we'll all be there. Uh, you know, fifteen hundred and and counting, and um, very very excited to welcome uh, you and Steve back and uh, students and to do the podcast. They did a, a tremendous job last year. You know, I had the opportunity, you know, certainly after the fact to listen to many of them because many of the people are my friends and colleagues who did the interviews. The, the, the kids did a great job. And I just think it's an, an, a very exciting new dimension or component, uh, you know, of our program. And we're thrilled to have William Patterson, um, you know, as a partner, you know, in this event. That's great. And thank you for having us. We appreciate it. And thank you yeah. for being on the show tonight. Great. So thank this, you. Thank you. Jim Donio, President Music Business yes. Association. Thank you, Jim. Have a great night. Talk to you soon. Good night. Bye. Bye. Great. He is off of his, he did that whole interview from his personal helicopter as the president of the music. <laughs> I thought actually he was doing water aerobics. Oh, it could have been that. But uh, great guy. He's such a good guy. So it's a, he's, he's doing a great job there. So we want to thank him. Uh, we want to thank everybody who tweeted because, Jeff, you did a wonderful job reading those tweets tonight.
Thank you. Very authoritative. Much more authoritative than the thank you you just gave us. Oh, uh, Say this. Say thank you. Thank you. It's very good. See, now I want to hire you. Uh, next week on our show, Dr. Esteban, we have Todd Horn, his, who's the VP of International for ADA. And uh, which is owned by the Warner Music Group, their yeah. independent distributor. After that, Melissa DeGeorge from Cobalt. Tony Phillips, after that, VP of On-Demand Content from WNYC Radio. That's going to be very cool. All about podcasts and all the mm-hmm. content they're making specifically for that. And then we're at Music Biz the week after that. So yeah. um, wow. that's really cool. So thank you, everybody, for listening. We should thank Ashley Weltner for doing her job, doing yeah. the magic that she does. And she spoke for a moment. Oh, yeah. It's very cool. She stole the show. We want to thank Jeffrey Sourman <laughs> for being here and making it happen and coming to Wayne Patterson and employing us with your tuition. Thank you very much, Jeffrey. It is my pleasure. It is our pleasure. And we want to thank Dr. Esteban Marconi for making it happen. And, well, thank you and, very much. We also should point out that it is Bravathon this Friday. So there are some different type of programming going on at this wonderful station, aren't there? There's 15 hours of live bands, 15 bands, 15 hours, 15 oh. interviews. Wow. wow. Simulcast with WPTV6. That's really cool. It's very cool. I got to actually be in one of the bands last year. It's a blast. It is a blast. Bravathon. So we have to go. No more of this. So instead of saying hello at the end of every show, which would be silly, at the end of every show we say, in Espanol, Hari!